It's me, little Lexi Toliopoulos, welcoming you to the Big Film Buffet Snack Edition. Jen Fricker, we are here, and tis the season to be jolly because it's award season, baby. The glitz and glamour of Hollywood. It is a galaxy of stars, as I've said repeatedly. (laughs) (laughs) I... Love award season. It's my favourite season. It is the greatest time of year. We're talking about the Oscars. We're talking about the Globes. We're talking SAGs. We're talking GGs. We're talking it all. Award season encompasses all and celebrates everything that matters to me, which is movies. The only thing that matters, movies and fame. (laughs) You know what? I feel like this year it's been weird with award seasons, obviously because of the pandemic. So we haven't gotten the full award show fantasy you know what I mean it's not in the big theaters you don't have the big red carpet and the red carpet mm-hmm. interviews and the glam bot and all of that stuff you're watching these award nominated actors and actresses just sitting on their couch at home in terrible lighting <laughs> but it makes me think about like the Oscars of yore of yesteryear oh, absolutely and I would say let's put it on the record right now dude you and I are officially Oscars nerds Like, we nerd out for this stuff. We go Gaga for them. Yes. Lady Gaga, of course, Oscar winner. Yes. Best original song Mm -hmm. for Shallow, for the film, A Star is Born. We are like bona fide Oscars nerds. Jen, share your credibility. What are your Oscars creds? I mean, for me, I started watching Oscars as a child. I remember Mm -hmm. my dad would watch it with me, but then he would turn around one day and was like, you know, it doesn't matter. And I was like, shut up, Dad. But (laughs) I usually have an Oscars party. I'll have a Golden Mm -hmm. Globes party, drink a bit of champagne, watch the thing. I love the discourse around it all. Mm -hmm. I love it because, yeah, my dad's kind of right. It doesn't matter. But on the other hand, it matters a lot to me because I love movies. Absolutely. Like, Mm. this is it. This is sports night. This is everything. This is like the most honest I'm going to be is on this podcast. Outward perspective, I'm like, it doesn't matter, okay? Movies speak for themselves. They don't need awards. But truly, I'm spending like day in, day out, like researching Oscars buzz. I used to go on like Oscars buzz websites when I was like 13 years old. That's how I'd use the internet is like finding like these deep, dark circles of Oscar buzz websites where they'd be going like, guys, keep your eyes out for Revolutionary Road. It could be a big ticket winner this year at the Oscars, we're talking actor, actress, screenplay, director. When you're an Oscars nerd, there's so many movies that have like this Oscar buzz Mm. that just go nowhere. They end up getting no awards. Maybe they get one acting award. But those are like movies that are ingrained in my head, like Captain's Corelli's Mandolin. I've never seen that movie. I don't think I ever planned to. It got no Oscars. But because of the buzz, when I was a kid, I'll never forget it. Yep, yep, yep. For me, that movie was Adaptation, but then I ended up seeing it and loving it. But I just remember Mm -hmm. watching a whole year of Adaptation winning everything. And I was like, I have no connection to this, but good for them. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling proud for them. You start having like the teams that you're going for. Mm. The big one for me, like in my most recent lifetime, is like the iconic battle between La La Land and Moonlight. You know, as a film critic, like doing press like about the Oscars and because I was someone that openly liked La La Land I was being pitted against like my friends because I'm like I think Moonlight's a masterpiece too but just because I'm the guy that liked La La Land I had to be up against it and seeing that magic moment 
of freaking Faye Dunaway, Warren Beatty, the stars of Bonnie and Clyde reunite. And not Bonnie and Clyde 03. We're talking about the OG Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> not Hope and B. We're talking Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, okay? Oh, my God. I wasn't sure how you are going to get it working, but you did, and it was beautiful. But, you know, when we saw that moment where they get the card and they're, like, staring at it, I'm like, something's freaking up. And then I love it when that producer goes, Lila Land, we didn't win. It's Moonlight. You guys won. And showing the card. I'm like, oh, my God. Goosebumps popping out of my skin. I'm going crazy. Yes. I'm standing. I'm spinning. Again, I feel like we're not going to get that moment this year because of Zoom, because those moments mm-hmm. are so iconic because it is the veil lifting a bit on the artifice, on like mm-hmm. the performance of fame, on all of that stuff. And then when you see like their human side, you're like, oh my God, this is an industry that like is all about perfection and selling a story and stuff. And when you get those little glimpses, you're like, oh my God. Then on the flip side, you have these like new Zoom ones and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, no, they're just in their houses as well. What are some of your favorite Oscar moments from Days of Yore? Obviously, that Moonlight one was mm-hmm. pretty incredible. She got a lot of guff about it, but Anne Hathaway accepting her Best Actress Oscar for Les Miserables, I enjoyed watching her win an Oscar mm-hmm. and her reaction to it. It was borderline iconic, okay? Yes. Borderline. And just like... The production of her dress as well, like it would be so heavy, you'd be so sweaty and you've just got to give off this like elegance. I love things like that. What about you? What's like an iconic Oscar moment for you? There's too many. All of them are rushing to my head right now. Let me list them off. Number one, I love Joe Pesci's acceptance speech for Goodfellas where he says it's an honor and a privilege, thank you, and then walks off. That's a hectic moment. I love it. It's so good. It's Mm -hmm. short. It's snappy. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, Matthew McConaughey's acceptance speech for Dallas Buyers Club. He absolutely goes off king. I watch that on the weekly basis. It's an inspirational tome for me. It helps me get through the week. When he's like, I'm my hero in five years. And you know what? When I'm in five years' time, my hero, you ask me, am I my hero yet? No. Okay? My hero, once again, is me in five years because I've got to be chasing something. (laughs) Okay, my dad's up in heaven stirring a big old pot of gumbo and he's dancing with the Miller light. I love every moment of the Oscar speech that he does. He calls one of his kids Mr. Stone. Every part of it just <laughs> is so powerful for me and so weird and so delightful. And then he ends it off, just keep living. All right, all right, all right, all right. And to that, I say amen. That is truly iconic. Yes, absolutely. I completely forgot about it until you told me, but I'm going to go back and watch it because that is so good. Number three, which actually might be number one, best Oscars moment ever, and maybe Mm -hmm. my favourite two minutes of humankind reality Mm -hmm. on earth ever spent is John Travolta... Adele Dazeem. When he's trying to say Adina Menzel, but he's like getting all wrapped up in the emotion of like being on stage presenting the Oscar, and he goes, the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazeem. Come on, dude. That's my best minute of life. And I wasn't even there. I was watching it on TV and I'm like, this rocks. John Travolta is my idol and my hero. And seeing him do that, completely bonkers. Yeah. Absolutely going off piste. There would be so much production, you know what I mean? Would have had to show mm-hmm. up for a run through, a sound check, whatever. He'd literally have 
the script on a uh, prompter in the front of him and he's stuffing it up. Oh, producer Michael is waving furiously at us. What do you have for us? I found an Adele Dazeem name generator. Ooh. Would you like to find out what your own personal John Travolta-fied, Adele Dazeemified name is? Absolutely, yes, more than anything in the whole world. So this comes from Slate.com. Uh-huh. Alexi Taliopoulos. Type your name in right now. And the Oscar goes to <laughs> Amelie Tazomis. Yes! Oh, oh my well, God. it's an honor. It's a privilege. Thank you so much. I couldn't be more proud of this moment. Wait, wait, wait. Do me, do me, do me. The wickedly talented <laughs> Glenn Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly an honor. Thank you so much. I just want oh to thank gosh. my team, God, Matthew McConaughey. Thank you so much. There's this one Oscars moment. I was not born at the time, I don't think. Um, I missed it. But I've heard a lot about it. Marlon Brando's speech at the Oscars. Oh, oh my gosh. Allow me to go off King once again. Please. This is not in my era either. I was not born yet. But, you know, I'm a man who was lost in different generations. Mm -hmm. This is Marlon Brando, of course, winning an Oscar for the iconic and wickedly talented Don Vito Corleone from The Godfather. But he did not show up. It's a highly contentious moment in Oscars history. Extremely controversial. He sent an actress in his stead. Her name, Sasheen Little Feather. And she accepted the Oscar on his behalf. Hang on a tick. Wait a second. No, she didn't. She actually declined the Oscar on his behalf because it was a statement against Hollywood's treatment and representation of Indigenous Americans in films, particularly Westerns. And it is one of the most iconic, boldest, exciting, best moments in Oscars history. And we know you're up there in heaven right now listening to us, Marlon, and thank you so much, And dude. he's saying, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's grand final night for movie nerds. Yes. I just get still so swept up in it all. It's movie magic. Obviously, the experience of watching a movie is reward in itself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But you think about the reality of it. It's two hours of your life, often more now. So to see it reflected in a big kind of global occasion where you're really aware that there are a lot of other people who feel similarly with mm-hmm. you about these films reminds us that we're not alone that like film is a collective experience also every music performance at the Oscar makes me cry every single one. Oh, really always right yeah I mean obviously we were talking about Lady Gaga with mm. Bradley Cooper amazing one of the greatest productions of all time wild but one of my favorite music performances is the song from mm-hmm. Coco with Miguel oh man that whole movie makes me cry but that but that song makes me cry so much I want to give a huge shout out to my favorite music performance. I'm, of course, talking about It's Hard Out There for a Pimp, Three Six Mafia for the film, <laughs> The Hustle and Flow. That won an Oscar, and I could not believe it. It blew my mind as a young teenager going, like, What the heck? An Oscar song can be freaking cool yeah. and pimped it? I love that it won that year as well. I still remember John Stewart hosting the Oscars going, Three Six Mafia won an Oscar before Martin Scorsese ever did. <laughs> One of the great improvised riffs at the Oscars. Oh. 
darlings, we simply must go to our gown fittings <laughs> and get ready for award season. We cannot delay anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the Big Film Buffet, please find us on Apple, subscribe, leave us a cute little review. Alexi, thank you and good night. <laughs> Jen, I'll see you at the Oscars, baby. See you on the red carpet, darling. I just remember one of my first Oscars memories was my mum watching it with me and her friends. And when Harrison Ford came on screen, like presenting an award, she's like, oh my God, I want his shoes under my bed. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Isn't that like such an old school, like horny little way to say something? Oh my God, Mrs. Toliopoulos, she looks a bit blue. Goodness me. Shoes under my bed. Well, she's a Miz now, Mr. Ford, if you're listening. Oh la la. (laughs) 